This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sons of the Shoe is back. Be sure to like follow subscribe whatever you want to call it uh at uh, via the 92 to the fan youtube page wherever you get your podcast apple spotify you name it you'll find us there and we always appreciate those likes and those uh those subscribers and also the comments in, in youtube even if it's if, if it's hate bombing our our podcast nick and i embrace it we'll go back and forth with you we'll have some fun we get a lot of that from michigan fans totally fine we also get a lot of it from Michigan fans who don't understand what this final segment is, which is always reserved first thing out of the gate for our Michigan panic meter, which is not about Michigan panicking about Ohio State. It is about Ohio State and our level of panic about Michigan. And yes, they won a national championship. Yes, that is still stuck in my craw, and I, I'm, I'm not happy about it. But given everything that's transpired, the additions that they've made, the moves that have kind of happened down in Columbus where they're just bringing in this, they're building this juggernaut team that is championship or bust mentality at this point. Um, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, but I feel really good as we hear more and more guys going to the NFL from that Michigan team, even potentially Jim Harbaugh. Um, I, I feel good about where Ohio state is at. I'm not panicked. I'm not freaking out. And I'm going to stick with where I've been, which is in the light gray. Nick is in full on dark gray, almost black. I'm in the light gray at the moment, and I think that's where I'm going to stay for at least a little bit of time here until I kind of get a better read on the Will Howard situation and what he's going to kind of look like with this team and in this offense. So we'll see how that plays out. But in the meantime, I'm staying in the the light gray. Speaking of Michigan, by the way, and I mentioned it there a little bit as sort of a sidebar, but I do think, or it sounds like I should say Jim Harbaugh had a second meeting with the L.A. Chargers or was set to have a second meeting with the L.A. Chargers. And maybe things are progressing towards him actually going to the NFL. I saw a clip. Um, I, I don't. I, I think it was the the Pat McAfee show played the clip, but I know there it was like him speaking at a pro life. Uh, com, I don't know conference or something. I, we don't need to get into all that, obviously. But uh, Jim Harbaugh did a quick little interview with a guy on the side, and he mentioned the phrase "passing of the torch." And I know everyone was reading into what that meant. It sounded though, like as he he, he mentioned, like getting ready for next season. He, it sounded like it was like a passing of the torch from the guys that are leaving and going pro, like one class to the next type thing. Not so much a pass of the torch for him. But I'm always here for a little a little conspiracy. I'm always here for a little reading in between the lines and interpreting things to mean more than maybe what they are. So if you want to interpret that to mean that Jim Harbaugh is for sure gone and he's passing the torch on to Shroe more than I am willing to embrace that, especially because it helps Ohio State. You know what? I I mentioned last episode, there's a couple things that I think would make me go full on into the gray on my Michigan panic meter. One of them is seeing Will Howard in, in, in the spring game. Another one would probably be Jim Harbaugh going 
to the NFL. If that happens, I might just be hanging out in the deep end with uh, with Nick Wilson. We'll be uh, sharing the same end of the pool here. I, I, I could get there with that. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. We'll see if he actually does take an NFL job and if it actually transpires that way. But that's the latest on Jim Harbaugh's NFL pursuits. I want to sort of wrap the show with a with an interesting conversation because one reaction I've everything that has gone on with Ohio State the last couple of weeks since Michigan won the national championship, there's been sort of a mixed bag of reactions that I've kind of picked up on. I think mostly probably like 67 percent of people 65 to 67 percent of people or Ohio State fans I should say are absolutely ecstatically excited they're like finally you're putting together this great team you're doing the NIL stuff you're embracing that you're bringing in some of the best players and prospects in the country this is what we were waiting for get this shit together get the train on the tracks and let's go win let's go beat Michigan and win the national championship I, I think the majority of the reaction is that but there is another vocal maybe minority of the fan base that seems to believe that no matter what Ryan Day does it's all just negative and they'll just spite him every step of the way it doesn't matter what he does and so they're viewing all this as well what took so long now you're just desperate and you're doing this and you're setting yourself up for failure and it, it shouldn't have taken this to to really light the fire under your ass and it, it you should have already been doing this to begin with and i understand I understand what you're saying. Like I've said it a thousand times on this show alone. I'm okay going into next year, not having full faith that Ryan day should be the coach of this program. Long-term. I am okay with that. I'm okay. Admitting that saying that whatever right now we've established that line is drawn in the sand. I am with you. There's still questions about Ryan day. I think he's trying to answer some of those questions by loading up on talent bringing in another offensive mind in Bill O'Brien. He's got a new AD that people also don't – people have been poo-pooing Ross Bjork, and I get it. There's some things with A&M and the contract extension to Jimbo Fisher. There's Everywhere he's left, it seems like people have been happy about it. But I'm telling you guys, you can find an AD pretty much at every school, unless it's like some legacy AD that's been there for thousands of years. I shouldn't say – obviously, I'm being hyperbolic, but – like, I don't think Gene Smith is leaving with a lot of animosity or hatred from the fan base, but I do think that most schools, like especially in today's climate, guys are moving around all the time. There's a reason Ross Bjork has climbed the ladder to being at a program like Ohio State now. He's he's good with money. And what do we know about this, what this what this team and this program are doing this offseason? They're trying to raise money, they're trying to embrace the NIL stuff. Like, this is all important stuff for the future of the college football landscape and the in the future of college athletics in general. So I understand the move. And yeah, I feel like you can pretty much point at something that an AD did at most schools, especially if it's one who's changed places a lot. And you'll be able to find something they did wrong that rubbed people the wrong way that now they're going to throw back, throw the mud on them, sling mud at them on their way out the door because, well, I'm glad this guy's gone. Look at this one thing he did. I think you can find that universally about a lot of about a lot of ADs and about a lot of coaches in some places too. So it's just kind of par for the course. But for that group that is sort of negative and it's it's just desperation mode for Ryan Day and like it shouldn't have taken this long. All I got to say is I don't care. I don't care what it took to get here. I'm just glad that we're here and I'm trying to enjoy the damn ride. I'm not going to sit back and every single day 
that Ohio State brings in a new kid in the transfer portal that I think is going to have an impact on this team. Like, what, am I supposed to be bummed out that Caleb Downs? Oh, well, if Nick Saban wouldn't have tried, he wouldn't be here. Like, you're looking for things to just punch a hole in every single thing that Ryan Day is doing that's actually a positive for the program just because you hate Ryan Day. I can't live like that. I can't think like that. I'm going to go in next season hoping that Ryan Day proves me wrong, hoping that he proves he can be the coach for this program moving forward and that he can win a national championship and that he can beat Michigan and that he is embracing some of the, the changing tides in college football and that he isn't this dud of an offensive coach that some of us think he is and that he's not going to curl up in a ball in the fetal position and cry to his mommy when things get tight in a game and he's got to go for it on fourth down. I hope to God he proves me wrong. That's what I want, but I'm not going to go into the season like, well, he's only doing this because he's desperate. Guys, who cares? Who cares how we got here? We're talking about Caleb Downs, one of the, the, the one of the top recruits in the nation from last year's class coming to Ohio State, the number one quarterback recruit in this year's class, 2024 class, coming to Ohio State now, along with Aaron Nolan, who's also sticking around, it sounds like. And then there's more. The list goes on and on and on of the guys that they've now brought in. Quinshawn Judkins. They, they just keep adding talent everywhere, adding uh, ideas and perspectives and coaches and minds. I'm not going to sit here and live in my fears and live in my hate for Ryan Day, which I don't even hate Ryan Day. I, 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 I'm just questionable of his long-term status with the program. But again, he can prove a lot of people wrong based on how this next year goes. He's going to have to. He's got to be Michigan, as we've established. And now that this roster is so stacked, he almost is putting more pressure on himself to deliver that ultimate end goal on top of the Michigan win, which is going to win a national championship. If he pulls both those things off, we're going to have to embrace the fact that Ryan Day did it. Like, I hope people are ready for that because right now it just seems like people are ready to poo-poo everything he does at every turn. And I'm just not living in that in that world, man. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm fine questioning Ryan Day and having doubts, but this has been – like the amount of news. I mean, Nick and I, every time we get ready for this show, seems like another big nugget drops of, oh, well, Ohio State got this guy, or Ohio State got that guy, or Ohio State brought a new offensive coordinator. And we have, we've had so much stuff to talk about. It's been great for the show. It's been great to interact with you guys about it. And it's just been great in terms of the direction that the program's going. I, I, ha- I understand maybe not everything works out the way that we think it is, and we can- but I-, I refuse to live in a world where I don't get excited about this type of stuff. I- I'm thrilled. I love what they're doing. I hope it does all pan out. Yes, there's some added pressure for Ryan Day now because he's got such a stacked roster. If he comes up short this time, it's going to be squarely on him. And then we can have those conversations. He's likely going to be getting the boot if that happens. But for now, can't we just enjoy it no matter how we got here? And that's still understanding. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm not, I was very staunchly against the idea that a Michigan championship win was a good thing for Ohio State because, again, they took everything you had. You were that team. You were the team competing for national championships. Now they stole that identity from you. So I I didn't like that. I didn't want to see it. Them getting to the championship should have been enough. Them winning it obviously put things over the top. And But I think that Ohio State was planning on doing a lot of this stuff regardless because they saw what Michigan did and they now got to the championship. They got over that hump themselves. And now you need to punch back. So however, whatever it took to get here, I could have done without the, the Michigan winning it all. But whatever it took to get here, to get here, excuse me, I'm not going to sit here and complain about it because my team, the Ohio State Buckeyes, 
look like they are ready to beat anybody in college football next year. And now they just got to show up and actually get it done. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm I'm very excited about spring ball. I'm very excited about next fall. And there's a lot that has to happen before that. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't not be anything but excited. All right, that's going to do it for the another episode of Sons of the Shoe. Be sure, once again, to follow, like, subscribe. All those good things, whether it be at the 92 the Fan YouTube page, uh, where you can also comment, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in the Odyssey app, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your listenership. We appreciate appreciate your support. And we will be back later in the week with another episode. Hopefully Nick's voice, he mends it up and it's good to go. And we're off and running on Friday with a, a fresh episode with some fresh perspectives on all things Ohio State with the latest episode of Sons of the Shoe. Until next time, take care and go Bucks.